Hello, welcome to Moms Changing the World. This is your host, Akua Walker, Child Development Nurse Practitioner and CEO, Chief Encouragement Officer, introducing the new podcast, which is the place for moms to find encouragement, hope, and inspiration, where we're supporting moms in the trenches of motherhood. You will receive practical tips and strategies to address the developmental needs of your children with a positive parenting perspective in mind. Here at Moms Changing the World, we are moms on the journey of changing the world, one child at a time, one day at a time. Live simply so others can simply live. Um, it, it was a quote by I forgot who, who said it, but so then, so like I've imparted that to my kids. I'm like, we as a family choose to live simply, so we can we can have more to give. And so, so I've taught my son, I've taught him to like you know to value, like look at prices of stuff, right? So you hear him say, "Mommy, you're wasting our money. Don't waste our money." Um, um, you know. <laughs> Hey, daddy, you know, this one is, is cheaper. This one is cheaper. Buy this one. You don't want to waste our money because we have to, you know, there are people, there are people we need, so we can't waste our money. And so, like, every time he, I hear him say that, it, like, warms my heart because I'm like, okay, he's hearing it. But, like, we try to live simply and I'm showing that those values in them, instilling those values in them. So when they grow up, they will look at the world with kinder eyes and, and, um, and want to also make a difference and make someone's life better. Because Jesus said that the poor will always be with us. So we know that, you know, when they get older, they're going to have, you know, that the, the poor in the society. And I want them to, to have the heart to help them. Hello, welcome to Moms Changing the World. This is Akua Walker, Child Development Nurse Practitioner and CEO, Chief Encouragement Officer, bringing you another interview of encouragement and hope uh, with a mom who is changing the world. I'm so excited to share this interview with Ajua Adoakwa. And Ajua is a dear friend of mine through her sister. I, this is the first interactions that we are having thanks to this interview that we're having today. But I feel like I've known her for 20 plus years because of how close I am to her sister, who I met in college. So to tell you a little bit about Ajua and how she's changing the world, she is a senior regulatory reporting analyst at Grady Hospital in Atlanta, Georgia, and the co-founder and president of Pockets of Promise, formerly the Bridge Foundation, a relief agency dedicated to helping needy children and their families thrive. She was, uh, holds a bachelor's in economics and counting from Agnes Day College and an MPH with a concentration in health policy from Emory University of Public Health. She lives in Atlanta with her husband and three sons, in her free time, Ajua likes hiking and long walks in nature. She is originally from Ghana, West Africa, and has a passion to help people in Ghana and other developing countries to reach their potential and thrive. 
So I love starting my interviews with a proverb. And so I found a proverb from Ghana that simply says in English, a worthy cause is worth pursuing to the end. And I thought I would have Ajua start by translating that into Fanti, our native language, and telling us a little bit about what those words mean. So welcome. So glad to have you, Ajua. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to come and talk on your podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so the translation of the quote is, Bote pape biara osi wenya dono, awode ewado kosi neweyi. Um, it sounds so much better. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the power of writing stuff down. Um, That's right. That's so, right. So, uh, so just to tell you a little bit about what the words mean. So, bote, bote means like a, a goal. So a goal, a purpose, a cause, something of, of substance. So anything of substance that you you put before you or you put your hands to do um Mm -hmm. it's you know it's you 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 have you have to you have to do it to the very end because it's you know it's it's substantial and it's life-changing and it's world-changing so um so that was that was a great quote that you found. <laughs> sure, sure. And uh, it's perfect for this interview today because you have, you know, such a worthy cause with your organization that you are, mm-hmm. you are pursuing. And so you will have a chance to talk more about that. But yeah, for yeah. now, why don't you, you know, why don't, I already read your bio, but why don't you tell us about yourself, <sighs> you know, telling us how you make an impact on children, both inside and outside your home. Okay, thank you. So I have I have three sons. My oldest is twelve. Um, his name is Ivan, and um, Ivan has special needs. When when he was five years old, he de- he developed a, a severe seizure disorder, and that affected him cognitively. And so, so you know, it's just he's he's a joy. He's yeah, a great joy. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, all the challenges with, with special needs, um, raising a special needs child, but we'll, we'll go into that a bit later. Right. Um, and then my my soon-to-be nine-year-old, his name is Adriel. Um, he has assumed the, the firstborn um, position role. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, and he's so funny. Like, he, he will say something like, I pray every day for Ivan to get well and for, oh. you know, for Zani to grow up. So I wouldn't be the only one doing all the chores. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, so yeah, so kind of um, selfish motivation over there, right there. <laughs> but a big heart. You can hear a big his heart. heart. <laughs> yes, yes. And then my, my um, just turned four-year-old, he is Zani. Um, he's, you know, forever remained the baby. It's like, I don't know, like I, I've, we've always called him the baby, the baby yes, family. So then yes. when someone's like, oh, you just had another baby. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's, it's the same one. It's the same one. He's four now. He's right. like, not a baby, but. Right. The and youngest so now, is always the baby. I <laughs> no know, but now. I know, I know, but now he started like speaking up for himself. Like, mommy, I'm not a baby. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's um, great. That's but yeah, great. so so those those are my my lovely boys. Um, and 
And, you know, like, I believe that my, my first role that the Lord gave me is to take care of my, my family and my, my boys, to instill mm-hmm. in them the values, the same values that my parents instilled in us that has shaped us to this day. I believe that that's like my primary responsibility is to, you know, because God gave me these kids and I'm a, a steward over them. And so I, you know, together with my husband, we try our very best <laughs> mm-hmm. to steer them the right way and give them, you know, um, instill great values in them, which is, you know, the biblical values as well as hard working and taking pride in your work and, and in what you do. And um, just instill healthy habits in them. And then outside my home, I in in 20, 2009, I the Lord gave me a vision to to start a nonprofit or an organization that cared for for orphans and needed children and you know children that were vulnerable and just to provide them the basic necessities. And so, so since 2009, we've been taking care of children in Ghana, India, and Uganda. And these are children that have, you can imagine, like, the, come from, like, the poorest of backgrounds, children who eat from, like, the landfills or garbage mm-hmm. near their homes, children who, you know, go to bed with nothing to eat. And mm-hmm. so um, we are taking care of these kids, feeding them, um, giving them an education and helping your families as well with the hope that they will thrive and become responsible adults and change their communities. Um, that's incredible. Thank you. Yeah. So that's, that's what um, I'm doing inside my home and outside. So, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. You, you're not busy at all. <laughs> oh yeah. No, 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 not at all. It's like, you know, I just, I just, I just watch the time go like, uh, when, when, <laughs> when is it going to be nighttime? So I can, uh, you know, like, right, yeah, right. I am not busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, you are the first, um, you know, special mom, you know, in addition to everything else that you're you're doing which is you know uh, I'm so you know privileged to to have you you know share your story and that part thank of your story as well thank you as in working with you know special needs moms as I do in clinic mm-hmm. know, the children that I um, that I work with I have such high respect and you know uh, such mm-hmm. high regard for for mm-hmm. moms as they really go above and beyond for children mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. with special mm-hmm. needs so that's that's amazing, and you know, speaking yeah. of kind of special needs, and I like to open out our interviews with talking a little bit about food. Okay, <laughs> and because we're constantly feeding our families, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. what are your go-to meals these days? My so I have two sets of meals. Ivan is on a, a ketogenic diet, and so he eats, you know, like your basic really basic like you know I when we first started that journey about three years ago I was like so fancy like baking making all these like keto breads and all of that keto um, snacks and you know but that oh gosh I I realized that I was I couldn't keep up so now he just enjoys his basic um, you know veggies and and his um, his uh, meats and fishes and and stuff like that um, with right. the fats. 
and then and, and the ketogenic my, diet, diet, you know, just to say a little bit about it is, you know, was I think this was one of the first diets that had the evidence base around helping control seizures, and so it's a yes. very low carb diet. And I know it's very mm-hmm. popular now as a a weight loss um, mm-hmm. you know, theme, but it in many ways kind of came out of you know the evidence base for. for children and adults with yes. epilepsy and seizures. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, keto has become such a part of our lives that like, you know, I, you know, I just say, I just throw the word out there. Like it's, you know, it's nothing, a, a, you know, it's nothing. <laughs> but three years ago, I, I had never heard that term before. <laughs> so wow. yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you explained what it was, what it is. Sure, sure. And for my other kids, we, you know, like you said earlier, I'm from Ghana. And so I, you know, I try to, I try to feed them like Ghanaian foods and, and I'm really thankful that they like it because I, some of my Ghanaian mom friends have difficulty feeding, like their kids don't like any of the Ghanaian foods. And so I am thankful that they do. And so what I, <laughs> I've been like doing, well, meal preps <laughs> and, and mm-hmm. not, not meal preps in the, the traditional way of like, you know, lining up all your acting both and like you know dishing out the food for each day or what i do is like i cook him back i cook like a huge batch like every weekend yeah. um yeah. so if it's like four meals that we're gonna eat that week i would just you know make them and put them all in bowls uh, like in big bowls and store them in the refrigerator so yeah. then lunchtime dinner time we just you know dish it out warm it and eat it and yeah. so um so yeah, so that I've done, uh, actually I've done that, like even ever since I, like even when I was single, that's, you know, that's, that's what I did. And I found that it saved a lot of time. And so I've continued to do that now. Yeah. And so like, like this weekend I made like uh, some jollof rice, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, the kids really love. I made some shrimp, shrimp stir fry. I made uh, one of our go-to sauces is that, um, um, spinach, spinach um, sauce and stew. Palm oil. Yeah, yes, the tomato stew. base. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so made that, and so, and then I, I made a peanut butter, soup. Nice. and so, so yeah. So with that, you know, we we eat it with uh like uh, uh rices, uh potatoes. Like I've, I've fallen, like I I recently got introduced to purple purple potatoes. Oh yeah, I love um, those too. Yeah, and so so and my my family loves it, and so we've been we've been eating it. So like with it with it spinach stew, like we'll eat it with some plantains and um the purple potato, and so yeah, so it's you know we eat we eat hearty hearty meals, right? Um, yeah, um, yeah. And then but. You know, on Friday night, my kids are like, "Mommy, Friday night we gotta have, we gotta, you know, have have something outside the home." <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like, so they, you know, they either it's three three choices. So they either have a um, Subway, pizza, or or Chick Fil A, and so okay. you know, it, we rotate, we rotate um, throughout the week. And so, yeah. so if let's say like my my husband happens to buy something any of the three during the week then you know i tell them that's that um that's, that's your, your one meal outside so friday you know we're not we're not gonna eat out so they know that and they respect the rules yeah yeah well that's i love that you are keeping the the heritage right of 
you know, the traditional Ghanaian foods. That's <laughs> those are the foods that I grew up eating. And, you know, I yeah. I try to, you know, make some, but I think it helps to do it, you know, kind of in batch or to kind of prepare it on mm-hmm. the weekend. Because then, you know, during the week, especially if you're working, you know, full time yes. outside the home, yeah. it's really hard to, you know, kind of gear up and get everything all laid out and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. productive in that way. So that's wonderful yeah. that you have and, such and, a great mm-hmm. system. Yeah, and our meals take you know a, a, a while to cook, right? Yeah. And so right. we know you, what jollof rice takes a good hour, hour and a half. You know the soups, all of that take a while. And so you know getting home, I, I thankfully because of COVID, I've been working from home, but I'm usually at my computer until like six p.m. Yeah. So um, yeah. so I cannot like so when I get off at six and I go downstairs, it's like you know, warming the food and right because everybody, like, I, I, the army is hungry. Everyone <laughs> is hungry. Yeah. So, so yeah. it's, it, it's worked. It's worked for us. And, um, that's yeah. great. That's great. And, and, you know, that reminds me of one of the, the verses that you shared is being really important to you. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all <laughs> to the glory of God. <laughs> yes, you can tell food, food is a, a, a huge part of our lives. <laughs> and, 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 and so, and it is. I mean, it should be, you know, uh, rightly so, because, um, you know, going through this journey, uh, going on this journey with Ivan, we found, oh, I mean, you cannot imagine how much information that we've found about how food actually affects uh, our health. And, you know, like, like take the ketogenic diet, for instance, like some what medications and surgeries and all of that could not heal just changing certain foods like in your diet it can cause it, it really hard to treat disease like seizures it can it can it can cause it to to slow down or to you know for the child to get better you know people who have changed their diet have you know like had to make people with diabetes and high cholesterol and all of that stuff like you know has been eradicated or at least, you know, diminished by just changing diet. So food is really important. So that yeah. verse about, you know, whatever you eat, you know, to the glory <laughs> of God. And really to the glory of God because, he's you know, through that he's healing your body, right? So to the glory of God. Uh, yes. Yes. I always talk about food as kind of the first medicine. You know, mm-hmm. um, and so I'm, I'm glad you, you know, kind of raised that point because we, and then as parents and as moms, you know, who often are doing the cooking and the shopping, you know, we have such a hand and control over yes. those foods and over yes. what goes into the bodies of our children and ourselves. And we so do. I'm glad you, you raised that as a good reminder. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Did you always want to be a mom? <laughs> No, not really. Not really. Like, I, I don't know. I, I didn't think about it. Like, growing up, I really didn't think about it. I think I was just, I was just self-absorbed. And, yeah, so, so all through, yeah, growing up, like, you know how people say they dreamt of their wedding day and kids and playing with Barbie dolls? Like, I, that was not me at okay. all. <laughs> um, I don't know what I did. Like, you, you know, I'm not, like, Efua, Efua, um, you know, my sister, yeah. like, she yeah. was like the bookworm, right? So she was into books and, you know, my brothers went into whatever. I, I don't know what I was into. I know, I, I just know that it was 
person like Barbie dolls and you know I didn't have I didn't have the aspiration of being a wife and a mother and all of that so and then really like after college my I wanted to go and become become a missionary mm-hmm. I yeah I like I wanted to go into like the the Middle East you know and and just like serve the Lord and <laughs> um that you know of course it was like I still had to consider the fact that um, my parents had um paid like for my four years in college and so <laughs> I needed to repay that debt <laughs> <laughs> but you know by getting a job first I was like okay you know I'll work I'll work for so many years yes. and and um, um so they'll know that their money wasn't wasted and then from there I'll go into the mission field so yeah, and then so then I was like, you know, my I'm you know very practical. So my practical mind, I was like, okay, you know what? If you know if you're doing mission work, then you know you you really don't need to have a husband. You just have to like just focus on on the mission and just be there. Um, Worthy cause. Not, yeah. <laughs> yes, and it's like you know definitely not complicate stuff with children and all this like okay you could have a husband but you don't need to have children and so so yeah so like in my 20s it was like that was all what I was thinking about like no kids no husband just you know preparing myself to go on the mission field and then but God had you know other plans and um, I got married at the age of 28 um, and then had my first child at 30. Um, and even that, I was like, okay, I'm just going to have one child. And we look back and we laugh. Yeah. And then, yeah, I'm only having one child, you know, so <laughs> whatever, like one child, you can still manage with them on the mission field and and, and then my husband mm-hmm. tells me well um you know you can go to the mission field all you want but I'm not going <laughs> <laughs> so so that you know that was the end of my dreams but 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 I feel like I have um, a good compromise with um with pockets of promise because I get to I get to go and visit the kids and stay you know for for a little bit two weeks and you know and I can do a whole lot here and still impact impact lives abroad so it's a good compromise and yeah so then my my I went from zero kids I went from no husband zero kids to a husband and three kids (laughs) (laughs) and it feels like a blink of an eye (laughs) yeah oh yes oh yes it does like, yeah, yes, it yeah. does. So then, is motherhood what you thought it would be? I yeah, yes, yes, yes. Um, it's I'm finding, you know, I didn't think. Like I said, I I never really thought about what it was going to be, right? Because I. Nice. But then, now that I'm in, I'm, I'm a mother. I would not trade it for the world. I I love my my children so much. They. Yeah, it's like they find they find ways they find ways to to make everything feel better, right? Because yeah. um, you can be, you know, there are times when, um, like if you know Ivan is having a, a a really bad day with seizures, and you know sometimes I it like I break down, I break down and I cry, sure, and you know sure. it just like the emotions of it all, and you know one of my other two it. Adriel or Zani will just come in and hug me, and you know Adriel. Adriel will will sometimes sometimes say a prayer, you know, mm-hmm. and 
and they'll ask me not to cry and that God is going to heal him. You know, so so it's, you know, out of the mouth of babes, right? Right, right. <laughs> the word is perfected. So I, and I just, I've, I've found so much fulfillment in, in having these boys. And, you know, people, I have all boys, so people ask me, so when are you going to try for a girl? Are you going to go for a fortune? Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I... Yes, like after I wanted my my second child to be a girl, but then when you know when Idra came as a boy, like my third child, I really did not. I was like actually as like God, like I need another boy because I'm used to boys now, right? You know, and right. uh, you know, like I don't know, I I I'm I'm a I'm a what they call them, I'm a um a boy mom, you know, right, like, right. I, <laughs> Yeah. I can I can handle boys. I don't know, mm-hmm. and so I always say that God, God, God knows what we can handle, and so right. you know He gave He gave me the boys, knowing that you know they can always you know be with your dad, and I can have my alone time. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. like, you know, but yeah, but motherhood has been a a blessing, a, a major major blessing, and I thank God that He 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 gave me the opportunity. To, to be a mother yeah yeah and you and tell the story about how even just first becoming a mother mm-hmm. you know raised some emotions that led to you know your you fulfilling your cause <laughs> yeah would love to so so Ivan was so I had Ivan December December 2008 he was an almost Christmas baby and so when as a as a new mom, I was like completely like helpless, right? Like my most times when you have a baby, uh, well, like most Kenyans, your your mom is able to come and and stay with you and and help you. But my at that time, my mom had um, undergone some surgery, and so she she could not make it. And so my husband and I were like had to you know figure it all out. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I think a month. And when he was a month old, I was I was sitting in bed. It was like ten ten p.m., getting ready to to sleep. And my a friend of mine sent me a video of these three Ugandan orphans that were that were raising practically raising themselves because every adult in their little village had died. Mm-hmm. And so so these kids, they were ages nine and twins five-year-old twins and the nine-year-old had to like walk long distances to get water and to you know find food then there could be like just a, a potato a cassava one cassava that he she would find and you know bring it home to to her her younger siblings and and the part that really like oh touched like my my very soul was the one of the the little kids eating mud just to fill his tummy Mm, so like a, a mixture of dirt and water, like mud, mud from the ground. Yeah, from yeah. the ground. Yeah. So it was wow. just, you know, or dirt. He was just, just eating that, that, the sand. And when the interviewer asked him, why are you eating that? His, his sister answered for him, they, he, you know, he was hungry. And so, so that really affected me so much. And I, I broke down crying. I was like, God, um, I, and I was like, as a new mom, like your heart goes out automatically to all babies it's like it doesn't matter it's like you, you see a baby and you just want to protect that baby yeah. um, I, talk I, about I, the maternal instinct kicking yeah, in kicking in big time because I really did not have those those at least strong emotions before I had a baby 
And so then I, you know, I told my, I told my husband, I was like, we, we have to do something. It's like, you know, look at all these kids that are, that are suffering. And, and yeah, my, my husband was like, yeah, it's really, it's really sad. It's very sad. And he just rolled, rolled over, you know, like turned, <laughs> turned to the other side and quickly fell asleep. And so, um, so I was, you know, left with holding Ivan in my arms and just, you know, praying and asking God that, um, I, I really wanted to to help to help kids like like these Ugandan kids and and after a night of just praying and crying I woke up and I uh, I the Lord just gave me like the vision for Pockets of Promise to to start something that that would you know find find the the poorest of kids because at that time I, I was sponsoring a child through compassion so I kind of knew how the child sponsorship model was and so I knew I wanted something similar but then we were we were going to work with grass like grassroots organizations like people mm -hmm. that you know organizations great organizations like World Vision and Compassion Save, Save the Children like they couldn't reach and so so because you know because I'm originally from Ghana I knew like I knew those remote villages that people had not heard of and right. so those were the people that we wanted to, to 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 touch and to reach, and those are the people that we are reaching. And so, um, yeah. So I I always say that like, Ivan <laughs> of the birth of Ivan, like like you said, you know, like give birth to this vision that I guess had been deep down, like buried deep down inside of me, from you know wanting to be a missionary to you know even when I was a ch as a child, like every time we would passed through like poor neighborhoods in, in Takrati where I grew up, you know, I would always, you know, say something to my, my, my mom about like, you know, why, you know, ask those questions like mom, like mm -hmm. why, why is that child like naked? Why is he, why are they poor? Can we help? You know? And, and, you know, these things like, I don't even remember Like my mom is the one who's like, cause she's involved in the organization. So she's the one who's always like reminding me about actual Remember when you said this, remember when you said that. Those were all seeds that the Lord was, you know, planting in you for this, Absolutely. For this mission. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's great. And you know, it's it's really powerful to be able to be in, you know, Atlanta and to have this vision on your heart um, that really reaches across the world. And mm -hmm. so you you mentioned uh, Uganda and Ghana, and then you also have a, a third country that you're working in right now. Yes, it's in India. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And how did oh, yeah. that connection come about? <laughs> I I'm so in 2012, I a friend invited me to a church, and I met a couple who were so they were they were they were Trinidadians, but they were of Indian descent. And so, so I met them and, you know, we just kind of bonded and started talking and uh, the, the, the wife, the woman was going to India in, I think, like two months after we met. And so she just invited, she invited me and she was like, you know, because I, I told her my heart for, for these, that, like, you know, for, for, like, for people and, and my desire to help people. And so she was like, do you want to come? you want to come to India with me? And I had not, honestly speaking, I had not thought about India at all. Like I, mm -hmm. I knew that I knew that we're definitely going to be in Ghana. We're definitely going to be in Uganda. But 
I I I also had like Indonesia was like a country that was has always been like on my heart. So I I mm. thought that we're gonna go into Indonesia as well, and you know, and wherever else God wanted us to go. But India was not a country that I thought about. So once she invited me, I was like, yeah, you know, let me let me talk to my husband. And surprisingly, <clears throat> he said yes, which I knew was nothing by God because he would not <laughs> he would, he would not let me go. <laughs> um, you know, you know, because because we. We we had young son. Ivan was 2012, so that's like Ivan was like four years old, and Adriel was only a year old. So I knew he was he wasn't gonna let me go, but he he said yes. He was like, you should go because you you know you have a heart for mission, so you know you have to go. So then we went. We went with there for about three weeks, and we met the most wonderful, most generous people, like people who had you know, very little, but would give it all to you, you know, yeah. and um, and definitely like meeting the children and seeing like the poverty and, you know, and, and, and it was like, even what struck me about, about the people we met was like, you know, there was joy. There was a lot yeah. of joy, like every, you know, it didn't matter that they had nothing. It was like, they were always like laughing, smiling, like really big smiles. And, and I just, I fell in love with them. I fell in love with the people. I, I, I met a young lady that was actually doing work in a remote village in India, and we we connected and we decided that, or I decided that once we we get started, we're going to work with her to help the children, some of the children that she was reaching. So so she she was she was helping children in the in the slums as well as children in the village, and and I liked her vision and I liked her passion. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we decided to work work with her, and and really, that's like that's that's what we do. We find like people that are already doing the work, and we come behind them with like the resources and with like some kind of structure and and training, and we bring them on as like the the program coordinator, um, mm-hmm. and they they run the program, and we just support from behind mm-hmm. the scenes. That's- Wonderful. That's wonderful. And so with all that is going on in the world right now, how Mm -hmm. do you share this, you know, has to be a family, you know, family endeavor. How do you share this with your children? How do you talk about race and empathy and compassion? So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a balance that I'm always trying to, you know, like trying to strike a, a good balance where I don't overwhelm them with a lot of information, especially with with the race issue. But then I also let them know that one, be proud, be proud that you are you are um, black. Be proud that you're an African, mm-hmm. because you know God, God has a purpose for why you know you you are you are born black, and mm-hmm. so be proud of it. Never look down on the color of your skin. Mm-hmm. I teach them that, and I also teach them that everyone is equal in the sight of God. Everyone, the Bible says that no, you know, we're, you know, you know, free or slave, um, woman or child, um, we are all one in the sight of God. We are all one. So I teach them. It's like you know, the Asian, Hispanic, white, you know black it's like everyone is you know we all equal in the sight of god and god commands us to love 
to love, to love, to love. The Bible says to love the Lord with all your heart, your soul, and your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And so, so do not have any hatred in you. So that I teach them about them, right? Because you can't you can really change. I feel like you can you can change somebody, but you can change yourself. You can right. change you can change your perspective. You can change how you receive things and how you perceive things. So I teach them to have that strong mind, right? Mm-hmm. So take you know, have take pride in yourself, acknowledge that we are all one, and then love love your neighbor. Do not um, harbor hate in your heart. Then I also teach them that unfortunately not everyone thinks like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um but then so like not everyone thinks like that. But but I tell them that it's because of it's because of ignorance. You know, it's because mm-hmm. they don't know. They don't mm-hmm. know. They it's it's just like, you know, things that they've learned as as children. And so 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 don't hate them. Right. Don't hate them because they, you know, they look down on you, you know, actually like, you know, feel sorry for them mm-hmm. because they are missing, you know, they, they, there's so much that they, they, they are missing, missing out on not getting to know like you, you, Adriel, you, Ivan, you, Sani, because mm-hmm. you guys are, you know, you are, you, you have a wonderful heart and you have well, a wealth of knowledge that you can share. And so, if someone chooses to look down on you and not interact with you, that that is their loss, and actually feel sorry for them. I tell them to be careful. I tell them that as a black black boy, black you know son, you are, you know, people. The police, people are gonna see you as a threat. And so be be aware, be aware of your surroundings, be aware of everything that you do. There might be, unfortunately, there might be something that your friend who is Caucasian might get away with that you won't get away with. And so, you know, so I tell, so I'm like, you know, be, be yourself, but also be, be aware of um, the, the prejudice that's out there and, and, and be wise. Be very, very wise. The Bible tells us to be as cunning, you know, be be be, be as gentle as a dove, but also be be cunning. And and you know, with all that, so 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 of course we we don't watch we don't watch the news at all, like CNN and all those, but you know, we we get our news from like YouTube, right? So mm-hmm. yes, we, the, the modern day news source. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so like when you know, like when when we turn on YouTube, and a funny story, I I we called Comcast. We used to be on with AT and T, and we um, were switching to Comcast. And the the customer service agent asked, she was like, "Oh, so you know, like we have this wonderful package, like TV, whatever." And I'm like, no, we don't really watch TV. It's like, oh, okay, you're a streamer. I'm like, what? She's like, you're a streamer. You stream. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a, a, <laughs> a term for that. <laughs> a term for that. It's like, yeah, I am a streamer. I'm a proud streamer. Anyway, so <laughs> so, so I just thought, you know, just throw that in there. Um, mm-hmm. So then, like, when, when we get ready to, you know, like, to watch, uh, we have we have several shows that we like to watch on YouTube, one of them being, like, Superbook. And, 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 you know, just some different things. And so, of course, there are some recommended videos. Mm-hmm. And so during the, the George Floyd 
incident and you know all the incidents that have happened the the various news sources like cnbc and all you know they'll have like a one minute abc they'll have like a two minute snippet of what's mm-hmm. what's going on so my son always likes to watch it and you know it's like if whatever it is like be it the hurricane be it you know mm-hmm. tornado um, whatever mm-hmm. it's like oh mom can we just watch and see so we what's do. going on in the world yeah mm-hmm. so we will just watch that that i'm like two minutes is all we need right mm-hmm. um and so 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 they see it they you know i didn't i didn't show them the full video i didn't even watch the full video mm-hmm. of um joy floyd's um, murder mm-hmm. i but and I don't, I don't, I think that they, they're still too young. Ivan is, mm-hmm. is 11, but he, you know, he's um, our special boy. So he, he wouldn't understand that. And Adriel, he's nine. I, I, I still think he's, he's too young to, 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 to be exposed to all of that. Like actually see a man draw his last breath, right? Um, some mm-hmm. people might, you know, might um, disagree with me. I it's what I feel comfortable with, and um and my my four year old I don't know like he you know at that age like he's he's into rock, like all he's into is his toys and his robots you know yeah. so like I I haven't even like I don't even know if he knows that like he knows that he's you know brown brown mm-hmm. skin and that other person is like okay like he doesn't even know. Right. Right. So I, I just let him stay in that innocence. So it's Adriel is who, like, I try to have some conversation with him. And, and as Zani grows up, then, of course, he'll be um, introduced to all of that. And, um, and yes, yeah, so I just take it one day at a time, just, you mm-hmm. know, watch their maturity and, and share that. But, of course, with, with empathy, empathy and sharing and you know the work that we're doing in Africa and Asia mm-hmm. oh that that is a daily conversation in my house and then you know and 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 the the model like my my personal model is um live simply so others can simply live mm-hmm. um it, it was a quote by I forgot who who said it but so then so like I've imparted that to my kids I'm like we as a family choose to live simply so we can we can have more together and so so i've taught my son i've taught him to like you know to value like look at prices of stuff right so you hear him say mommy you're wasting our money don't waste our money um <laughs> you know hey daddy you know this one is it's cheaper this one is cheaper buy this one you don't want to waste our money because we have to you know there are people there are people in need so we mm-hmm. can't waste our money and so, like every time he, I hear him say that, it like warms my heart because I'm like, okay, <laughs> he's hearing it. But like we try to live simply, and I'm showing that those values in them, instilling those values in them. So when they grow up, they will look at the world with kinder eyes and and um, and want to also make a difference and make someone's life better. Because Jesus said that the poor will always be with us. So we know that you know when they get older, they're gonna have you know that the the poor in the society, and I want them to to have the heart to help them. Yeah, and I think we all hope to impart that, you know, to our children. And it's I mm-hmm. think in this day and age, it's so challenging because we have you know media, we have um, social media, we ha- I mean yes. in every direction. Even during a, a pandemic, you know, there's mm-hmm. there's this 
drive or this this message, right? That you need to buy more, you need to shop yeah. more, you need to yeah. you know acquire more. And mm. you know, I was thinking when I you know saw an ad for like you know new clothes or new purses, I'm like, you know, where are we going? Like, we, where are we gonna go with you know and you know the, all these new clothes? Like we are at home. You know, we are going to work if you work. We are going to the grocery store, but where are we going? You know, that we, you know, we still are getting these messages that you know, we have to buy more and shop yeah. more. And yeah. so I'm I'm really glad that, you know, you're giving us some ways to, you know, to talk to our children about saving more so we can mm-hmm. do more. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I think that's one of the messages that gets lost, you know, yeah. quite easily or gets forgotten about quite easily. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. given all, you know, that is going on. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Like my, my son, like, he knows, you know, like I, I tell him that Adriel, like we can, you know, I can, I can buy you, you know, 10 pairs of shoes. Like he, he loves shoes for some reason. Um, um, but he loves <laughs> shoes. So, so, but I tell them that Adriel, you don't need 10, you don't need 10 pairs of shoes. You really don't like you there's only one pair of shoe that you wear like you at a time you, you yeah and 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 that's that and that's all he wears right that like his he will he shoe. his favorite yeah. and then he yeah. wear it till it, it wears out and right. it's you know then we we get another one so, so i'm like okay you know that even when you have 10 pairs of shoes you're only going to be wearing this particular one so why you know why why waste money and get all of that so so in our house it's like you know he you know, he has, he has two pairs of shoes, the one that he takes to school and to, you know, to church and then the one that he, he plays with, right? He like, mm-hmm. you know, when he goes to play with his friends, um, you know, like it's walk around yeah, shoes, play or whatever, shoe, play, shoes, play yeah. shoes. Yeah. But that's it, you know, and that's, that's like the simple, simple living that, you know, we're trying to mm-hmm. instill in our kids. Like, you know, you don't, you don't need, you, you really don't need it. It's, it's, you know, it's like, and sometimes he'll come in, he'll say, oh, well, my, you know, my friends at school have like all these gadgets, like an iPad, a phone, a this, a that, a PlayStation, all, all this stuff. And I'm like, really, how many do they play with? And he's like, yeah, that's true. You know, he only plays with this all the time. And I'm like, yeah. So mm. once again, it's like you have all these things that, you know, you spend money on, but you only play with just one or you only wear just one. Um so, yeah. and I think with you know even the holidays coming up this year, you know, of twenty twenty, mm-hmm. I think um, it is you know likely going to look different, you know, than it's mm-hmm. looked you know in all the years. And yes. so yet, you know, even with Thanksgiving, we have this yeah this message to yeah to to be you know best be thankful, but then you know go and do all your Christmas shopping, you know right away so that we can get more stuff <laughs> to give more stuff right right and then you know with christmas you know we have this this time where it's going to be different so it will think, be different yeah i think we have an opportunity you know this year to you know maybe redefine some things about yes. you know how we're going to celebrate and how mm. we're going to prioritize what is really important <laughs> you know if this year has taught us nothing you know as far <laughs> as like what is really important yes. in life and so yes. i yeah. think 
you know, that's, that's another good reminder, you know, about, mm-hmm. you know, do we really need to, you know, in, you know, spend more money on more gadgets uh, that <laughs> we won't use <laughs> or more stuff mm-hmm. that will just accumulate or can maybe, mm-hmm. you know, we think about giving, you know, uh, compassionately, you know, maybe to children, you know, in our communities or around the world this holiday, yeah. maybe in a special yes. or unique yeah. way, you know, and, and mm-hmm. maybe start those conversations mm-hmm. now so that, you know, our children can, can wrap around, you know, can start to wrap That's around That's very there. good. Yeah. yeah. No, that they're not going to get the, the usual 10 gifts. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, that ends yeah, up in a pile, right, in the corner somewhere. Oh, yeah, in a corner. Yeah. But it's, that, that's also, that's really good um, for people, families to, to start having these conversations. Um, and looking around, because even, you know, if, if you, if you don't want to, you know, Give to the the child overseas. Um, I the children in our, our neighborhoods, the, you know, our neighbors that have lost jobs and right. are struggling. Right. And so you could, you know, you could like, you know, bake something or you know, make a meal and and take it over to them or invite them over to share a meal with you. Um, yeah. And. Uh, I was watching. We're watching this movie um, the other day, and it's called Christmas Project. And uh, so at Christmas, the the family, the featured family in the, um, in the movie, would would select like someone in the neighborhood that was poor, and they would. So I think for twenty five days, they would surprise them with like uh, big big goods, wow. and um, and so. But they would they would they would just um, like go at night, um, leave whatever it is at the door and ring the bell and run away. And oh, so, like a secret Santa. A secret kind of thing. Santa. So the, yeah. the people would never know. And um and then I think on that Christmas Eve night they would actually they would give them like presents. So, you know, if it's a, a new pair of shoes that they they noticed that the family needed or like gloves or, you know, something something simple but very useful. So they would um, wrap wrap them up and and give it to the family. But it was, you know, secret. So people never knew that they were the ones doing it. Wow. Um, So that, you know, that's something that you can do uh, in your neighborhood to help people. In need all around us. Yeah. yeah. So as we, you know, start winding down, you know, I see you as a mother changing the world, using your voice um, in so many, you know, incredible ways. You are working full time to support, you know, a hospital system. Mm-hmm. You are a nonprofit leader. Um, you are, you know, juggling your three boys, one of them with special needs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how do you create balance and find joy in all that you are juggling? I rely very much on on my christian faith i don't i don't know i don't think that i would have been able to do any of what i do without the the grace of god mm-hmm. um a funny story oh actually not funny story <laughs> i don't know profound story one time i you know ivan was having a lot of seizures and i had to i had to go into work it was like about two years ago i had to go into work and it was a really stressful day at work. And, you know, my, my husband, it was like every, you know, 10 minutes or so when Ivan would have seizure, my husband would call me and let me know that he had another one. And so, so driving home, 
like I called his, his neuro, neurologist and they said that um, we needed to bring him into the hospital. So I'm driving home and just like crying, like, you know, bawling, like, oh my gosh, you know, this is, this is hard. This is hard. Like God. And, and I was like, God, I can do it. I was like, I, I cannot do it. I'm just going to run away <laughs> and, um, and, and just, you know, that's it. Like I can do it. And so I called, I called my friend and I was like, Joe, you know, like crying, like Joe, I, I, I can do it. I just can do it. And Joe was like, Adjoa, you, I want to say the exact way she said it. She was like, Adjoa, you can do it. She was like, Adjoa, you're going to get through this because guess what? It's not you doing it. It's the grace of God doing it for you. And that, I don't know, like that was the very word that I needed because, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, all through the journey, like when people ask me that, actually, how, how are you able to do it? Like you come, you know, you, you come to work and you're like, you're always smiling and, you know, like, you know, you, you always have a positive word for, for us and like, we didn't even know that you're going through something like that personally like how do you do it and I always say oh it's just the grace of God it's just the grace of God like mm-hmm. you know you just flippantly say it right? Mm-hmm. right and so then when my friend reminded me that Adra, it's it's not you mm-hmm. you haven't been you know God has been carrying you all this while and guess what his grace is still going to be there tomorrow when you wake up and and that sealed it for me it was like mm-hmm. you know so I, even after that like you know, because it was like, I've been telling people that it's the grace of God. Now I have to tell myself, I have to like actually acknowledge that it is his grace, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that's doing it and not Adjua doing it. Mm-hmm. And so, so that has been, you know, that has stayed with me, like through everything. I know that, you know, the grace of God, it's, it's, it's getting me through, through it. And, and, and really having that time in the morning with the Lord. It's you know, re- you know, getting my quiet time, like reading, reading that scripture, and and praying and offering everything to God, and before I I start my day, is is frankly what how I get through it because like I you know you know how like the Bible says that do not it's like do not worry about tomorrow like because mm-hmm. tomorrow has its own it's worries, worries right yeah. so don't like don't don't worry and so. So there have been so many times, like I, you know, like I have, I have like this all this stuff ahead of me, right? It could be with the organization, like you know, with pockets of promise. It could be my job, or it could be, you know, something with the kids. And I'm like, oh my god, like this is so huge, like huge decisions, every, you know, um, huge problems. How am I going to get through it? And I'm like worrying and strategizing. <laughs> I'm. I'm a type A person, so I'm a planner, and I always want to have like, you know, my ten step. Ahead, my five steps and all that. Yes, and so then God is like, Mm-mm. so when, so in that morning, like it's you know, I call it the, my reset, because then mm-hmm. when I go before Him and I'm like, God, like these are all my issues, and the Lord is like, don't you worry about it, right? Don't worry about it, and and when I don't, it's like, it's amazing how everything falls into place. Like by the end of the day, it was like stuff that I thought was an obstacle, you know. It's, it's dealt with without me having to even lift a finger. Like stuff just like resolves itself. And I'm like, wow, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, so yeah, so it's like that, having that quiet time, realizing that it's, you know, the grace of God that's getting me through it. 
having that quiet time to center my emotions, center myself. And then, and, um, and I, I, you know, like I, I said, you said in my bio, I like taking walks. So every day, every single day, I walk at least um, five miles. Sometimes I do seven miles. And I use that time, that that's like my alone time where I, you know, I just get, you know, just that's my actual time, right? Like, you know, and I, I get centered. I, I, I get to breathe. I breathe, I breathe, I breathe. And so, so I don't know, like that, that's my, that's the way I cope. Like people ask me, do you do therapy? Do you do this? Do you do that? I'm like, no, I just take walks and I pray. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. it's like my my simple remedy. It doesn't cost anything. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you you raise an important point. I mean, getting outside for one is, you know, huge. You know, you're out, like you said, you're breathing fresh air. Um, mm-hmm. in nature, right? The sun is if it's sunny, the sun is on you, or the, yes. the nature is around you, whether it's trees yes. or you know. Um, you're close mm-hmm. to the ocean air or yeah, in the I'm mountains. Like, yes. <laughs> you know, whatever is around you. And if you can, you know, take even some time, you know, even if it's, yeah, I mean, it's amazing that you can, you know, you do five miles or seven miles, but even if it's like five minutes or 10 yes. minutes, right? yes. even that can make a difference, like you said, and give you that chance to just, you know, clear you know, clear your mind and, you know, download, you know, what you need, you know, to, uh-huh. to God and, and then, you know, feel recharged and you're exercising your body, right? So yes, we, yes. our bodies were designed to move and mm-hmm. designed to, you know, to not sit all day long, right? Mm-hmm. And yet a lot of our work and a lot of our, you know, school is yes. having to do that. And so yes, unfortunately. A great, yeah, a great reminder to, if mm-hmm. nothing else, if you go outside and walk, you know, you are doing your body and your brain um, and your family, if you do it with other people, um, a world of mm-hmm. good. But it sounds like yeah. self-care. Yeah, you're going out on your own and you are making that your time, which is awesome. Yes. And it's free. It's yeah, free. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's free. That's right. That's right. Great. Well, that's, um, you know, thank you so much for sharing, you know, so many, you know, really inspiring things in your story. And is there anything else as we're, you know, wrapping up for today that you wanted to say before we close? I, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for doing this. I, I believe that as moms, we need all the encouragement because mothers bear the, the brunt of everything that's going on. And so we need we need we need encouragement. We need to hear the the stories of from other moms what they doing. And so I I thank you for starting um, starting this podcast. I, I it's it, it's much needed. It's needed. And so and thank you thank you for having me. I enjoy sharing my story. What you know, what we doing, what I'm doing inside. And I like how you put it. What are you doing inside your home and outside your home, you know? <laughs> so I, I I love the chance of um, to share that um, and, you know, really, really to, to let the world know about Pockets of Promise and, and the work that we're doing, which, you know, is inspiring work, really inspiring work. And and we we invite people to, to check us out, to, to join to join the movement and 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 help us help us change the world 
truly, because um, the need is, is so great. And 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 the, the promise that we made, you know, our promise, right? Our promise was to to our, our donors and to the children is that 100% of what we raise um, goes goes to the the families and to the children because the need the need is so great that we they need they need every single cent that we raise and sometimes it's not even enough and so we all our all our um our staff is um you know we volunteer run so we can meet that fulfill that promise of um sending all the money to help improve the lives of kids so so i invite you know invite everyone to to you know visit our, our website at www.pocketsofpromise.org and hear you know the the good work that we're doing and be be a part and um help help us change the world yeah one yeah. one one child, at, child a at a time that's right one day at a time exactly <laughs> one day at a time that's, right. um, that's, right. that's great Oh, you are more than welcome. And I'm, I'm really proud that, you know, your organization is one of the first that I put on my website as a place that people could go to, you know, give support or to, you know, um, yeah, to, to change the world. And I think you remind us that wherever we are in the world, you know, we can, can make a difference both, you know, right there, you know, with the children that are coming to us for hugs and for food. Right. And yes. we can <laughs> Yes, and, like you know. like mine are doing right now. <laughs> right. I can I can hear them. <laughs> right. And so then we but we can also do, you know, small and great things, you yeah. know, that reach and touch children on the other side of the world. So thank yeah. you for all that you are doing. And yes, you know, make sure to go to mom's you know, changing the world dot org to find out more about how you can support Pockets of Promise. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ekwa. And I do love your background. Anyway. (laughs) Thank you. Take care. (laughs) Be blessed. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Moms Changing the World with host Akua Walker. The information shared on this show is meant for educational purposes only and not intended as a substitute for medical intervention or professional therapy. All views shared on the show are that of the speakers only and do not represent any institution. To be a part of the community, visit www.momschangingtheworld.org. There you'll find ways to connect with and support the moms we interview. Join us next time for more encouragement and support to be a mom changing the world, one child at a time, one day at a time. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks for listening.